everyone and welcome to episode number 33 of the Building a Better Body podcast. So I'm just going to launch right in. Today I have interviewed my good friend Danielle McFerrin on all things design, what got her inspired and just pushing through in the world of creativity. So we'll just jump straight in and I hope you enjoy the interview. Um, today I am chatting with a very old friend of mine. Well, she's not very old. <laughs> I've known her for quite some time. I believe we first met in first year in school, which is when you're 11 years old to my overseas listeners. Um, Danny is, and now she can correct me if I'm wrong here, a designer and branding expert. She has gone out on her own and has made a huge success of her own business. So I just wanted to have her on the show to chat about what she's passionate about and how she's kind of got to where she is in life. So hello, Danny. Hi Karen, great Hi. to hear you. How are you? Are you good? I'm good. I'm yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Just um yeah, busy as always, which is always a, a good way to be when you own your own company. Exactly. Every minute is money is time and all that jazz. That's true. It's true. But thank goodness it's like what you just touched on there. It's just, you know, when you do what you love every day, it just it feels like you don't really do much work. But exactly. That's, that's the benefit of, of taking the plunge and going out and following that goal sure and have I known you for 11 uh not 11 years since first year is that right yeah yeah <laughs> well not telling anybody exactly how many years that is <laughs> only a few only a couple only a few. but do you remember how much fun we had we used to laugh all the time we still do like but still I think oh my word I just remember geography um oh my word we just I think we did more laughing than no. we studied <laughs> I vividly remember holding a file up so that people wouldn't see us laughing yeah. like as if you wouldn't see that <laughs> good time good time good i was time. actually thinking about that the other day and just that you know the school that we went to we were very very fortunate in that you know as much as they pushed sort of academia yeah. they were also very good at you know building up your character as a person you know giving you responsibility from a younger age as well and exactly i, I think you know even just us chatting about you know we laugh so much in school you, you know you listen to some stories now of so much bullying and things like that going mm-hmm. on not that it didn't go back then but i feel very very grateful that you know we both had such a, a a good school experience you know from yeah. a school that was was very well-rounded you know we were very lucky that's a good point and in fact because we were in if you want to say a bubble we don't know what was going on I'm yeah. sure there was bullying going on and we didn't really pay a part of it yeah, <laughs> thankfully exactly. thank goodness yeah. okay anyway um so let's get into some questioning so have you always been into design I'm sure I could answer that too. In a, <laughs> in a nutshell, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Definitely. Uh-huh. it's always been something that even from a younger age, like I, I just, I probably didn't, probably didn't see it as design as such, but I was mm. fascinated by how things worked yeah. and, and the the visual language that you use to communicate that. You know, always even from, I remember going <laughs> whenever I was younger. I remember going with my dad around B and Q and and looking at how things sort of you, you had your front side of things and then all the mechanical side behind. So mm-hmm. my passion started out in product design originally. Oh right. Uh, okay. and it was very much a case of of trying to understand how things worked. And then as I progressed through university, it became that real understanding of okay, this is a product. Well, how do we market that? And what's the brand behind that? And how mm-hmm. how do we change that to sell certain things to certain industries? And it's it's fascinating, you know, yeah. it really is yeah. every day as a school day, as they say. Is is your family that way oriented or are you are you out on your own there? <laughs> I think my dad is very creative. He makes a lot of stuff with woodwork. Yeah. Um, always has done. My mom used to paint. 
Uh, believe it or not, but she hasn't done oh, that. Wow. I, I, like I got her this beautiful like um, watercolor set for like <laughs> you know, like encourage people's passions, and then yeah. it just sat in the corner. Oh, <laughs> flip, yeah. I don't know, I don't know how long. So yeah. she paints all the time. She's a really good drawer um, and illustrator, but she does again. She doesn't really. She does it when she feels like it. It's not something that she you know she commits to all the time. But yeah, I'd love to see her do more of that. And then yeah, yeah. dad. Dad does a lot of um, like woodwork and makes really beautiful like candle holders and, and pens and things like that. And my sure. sister wouldn't really be as much. Mm-hmm. She's more sort of pragmatic, very sort of deep thinker and strategist, that kind of a thing. So yeah. uh, It's fascinating how siblings all turn out different, even though they've all had the same parents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We all love Star Wars and Lord of the Rings though, so <laughs> we're all super creative in that respect. Something to bring you all together, watch a movie together. Indeed, indeed, for me. So, where did you where do you get your inf- inspiration from, or how do you get inspired? Wow, inspiration. Well, I suppose I'd answer that twofold. Um, mm-hmm. I love traveling, yeah. and I love experiencing cultures. Um, for my line of work, where I'm a, a brand designer and brand strategist, it's really important for me to understand other cultures around the world. Yeah. So that, for example, you don't use a color in a brand that's going to, and I'm very fortunate, all my clients are, are global. So they're all sort of, you know, Australia, Indonesia, I've got mm-hmm. some in Dubai, I've got some in America. Yeah. Um, of them in London so whenever you're putting brands together it's really important to understand where it's going to be seen in yeah. context and so if it's you know you might use a color that you think looks very nice and, and very trendy but in that arena it may be offensive mm, I love traveling and I love taking photographs and and sort of documenting things like that on Instagram of like anything I see that sort of is like especially when we went to Copenhagen and you can see how even the geography outside Mm. affects their their crockery and their textile industry and all the colors around them are sort of woven into that sort of tapestry which is just beautiful yes um, and then also the typography that you see i am a total freak when it comes <laughs> to signage anything like that i was in barcelona a couple of weeks back and oh my word i have so many photographs i'm so inspired just that you know barcelona is one of those cities where it's the home of um several typographers right and so there's a big 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 sort of design history and typographic history in barcelona and you can really see it you know you don't just have a sign on the road for the metro it's so beautifully laid out and mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. just so much to it that you don't really get here in the uk sure um and then i suppose inspiration for me is also then practically every day uh, one of the things that I do with the, the students that I would lecture, um, it's really important to keep a database mm-hmm. uh, on your Mac and just have a series of folders that every single day when you see something, you put it in. So, for example, you might have a folder for photography, right? And for uh, 3D, for graphics, for posters, for branding, um, for illustration, for templates, for web design, app design, anything that you see, you start to build up your own little library. Mm-hmm. So that when you get a new client or anything like that, you obviously research the industry that they're in and their competitors, but you have a go-to that you can just go quickly and go, okay, well, I'm thinking about you know packaging for this Italian brand. I want to look at like Italian uh, typography or street art or that kind of thing. And you've got something there uh, to yes. start Yes. So you're not always sort of going through your research for years time and time and time again. But I mean, that's just good practice. You know, yeah, that you build of course. Every single day. It's and it's still- applicable, you know, to everyone, you do, to, to, no matter what you're in, if you're in a, a creative pursuit, it's mm-hmm. good just to have that sort of finger on the pulse. It just makes me think as you're talking there, 
obviously you have a quite a solitary job <laughs> but how important it is to get out of your own house out of your own office and go travel see and just get the the inspiration and creative juices flowing yeah um, and, you know I think um sometimes when people go out into the design world they can they can go and get a job somewhere or they can do freelancing within a company um owning my own business it has its ups and downs the good thing for me is I can be located anywhere in mm -hmm. the world oh, and only a few years ago I was in Hawaii mm -hmm. um, with a laptop you know that'll do just, that'll do yeah maybe, maybe just pretending to work for a bit <laughs> but it's that kind of thing and then the, the the contractors that I would use I would sort of bring in web developers um and different sort of copywriters and things like that when necessary Sorry, but they're all around the world as well so yeah. there is a bit of a movement right now called um, the digital studio and okay. that's very much why I started my, my business about five years ago which is I just felt it was a better way of working and a better way of dealing with clients um, that you were really not restricted to having a studio and the people who were there day in day out that mm -hmm. you could yeah. actually pull together this team of people like if you're my client I put together the best a team mm. for you for your specific needs yeah. and fortunately that works and I you know I didn't know that back five years ago that that was going to be the way it, you know the, the design industry is going and and it's definitely the way now you know more and more there's more and more collaborations between design yes. studios even yes. where one might have a real forte for 3D design and another might be really, really strong in brochures or branding. So they, they pull their resources together and that, that's a better way of working. Yeah, that's sure. If you listened to the podcast last week, Neil was talking about collaboration being so important. He found it difficult, but still at the same time, knows how useful it is whenever he gets involved <laughs> exactly and it, and you learn i think that's i think that's the the thing is to be humble and to always be willing to learn and don't be afraid to say look i don't know how to do this but yeah. i know a person who does and that collaboration is where you get your strengths because yeah. you're not trying to impose your your aesthetic on somebody else you're, yeah. you're quite way to let them lead mm -hmm. and by, by the two of you working together or it could be three or four parties sure. you know that, that just it brings out the best and the, the ultimate thing I'm sure Neil you know whenever I was listening last week you know the, the important thing is the client mm -hmm. you know so it, what you really want to do and especially when you've got a passion for for design and creativity you want to do the best job it's not like you're trying to do just anything mm -hmm. you know, just buy like I I couldn't imagine what somebody else does for a living I only know <laughs> what I do but you know I want to do the best that I can every single time Love it. you know there's no time that you just go that'll do that yeah. doesn't you know because it's you your know. name all over it and, and yeah it's just because you love it it's like I, I remember years ago listening to Nick Faldo and he talked about playing golf. I was going to say the golfer, said, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he says, you know, I feel like I've never worked a day in my life because yeah. he, he does what he loves. And it's like every day I'm sure that he would go out and he must just absolutely want to nail every shot, you know, just be like, you know, I've got the, the best the best part on each of those holes. You know, it's like that for design. You don't ever want to do a really rubbish job. You want every job to be, wow, I could put that up there. I could yeah. put that on the website. That's great. Well, just listen to you. Wouldn't it be just wonderful if everybody talked like that about their job? Imagine <laughs> the world you would live in. Actually, I was, at the, I was training there the other day and there's a whole group of us from all walks of life and they were all talking about how much they hate their job and I was almost embarrassed. Yeah. And it came to me and I was like, I love what I do. I yeah. love it. 
feel so blessed. Yeah, just you know. But also, it it shows people there's hope. I mean, it wasn't not that it wasn't difficult for you, but you know, you made it happen because you wanted it badly enough. You have to just want it. That's I think it's as simple as that. If you want something bad enough, you will find a way. You will find time. Excuses don't even come into it, sort of thing. Exactly. And I think whenever I was in school, you know. Our school, yes, it wasn't. It was building well-rounded characters, but it was, you know, you know, go out and go to university and all the rest. And whilst I knew that that's what I wanted to do, mm-hmm. certainly looking into design, that's something that was very unusual, you know, for anybody from sure. from our place. And I remember being told, "Oh, you've done all the wrong subjects if you want to do design." Well, and I was like, "Right. <laughs> well, yeah. all I know is I can only do what I love. There's sure. no point in me doing something I don't like." And thank God. That yeah. I got that. I remember listening to a podcast recently about, you know, school's great if you're wanting to go into the corporate world or, you know, in America, you've got your valedictorians, but a really low percentage of them are real entrepreneurs and go out on their own because they conform too much to the educational system. And if you do that, then you're, you mean, you'll be fine and you're happy enough with that. But if you want that extra level, you know, you kind of got to break away from the standard, if you like. Very much so, and and we don't really teach that too much yeah. in the UK. It's not something like entrepreneurial, um, you know, any kind of outlets like that. You know, even looking at, you know, what if I don't get a job? What is the possibility of starting your own company? We were sort of, you know, we're bringing out these students and, and sort of saying, look, there's all these jobs, and there's not, mm-hmm. you know, not necessarily in that particular field. And I think people, not saying everybody needs to start their own company, but it no. is really, really doable. And people just need to just realize that, you know, you don't need to be afraid to do this. You can start it. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Yeah, you try. And I think that's a very different culture than the American culture. And, you know, I was very, very fortunate that when I was in university, I was able to go out to the States and live and study and work for companies out there. And even experiencing what they as students go through every day. It's mm-hmm. night and day from what we do in the UK. It's so different. It's very, very much geared to you will start your own company. Mm-hmm. And this is what you need to think about for employees. Mm-hmm. This is what you need to think. So, you know, we think about people starting businesses over there and we think, oh, they must have had X, Y, and Z money. Not necessarily. Sure. Uh-huh. They're just programmed differently right from the start. Yeah. They're, told, they're told yes right from the start rather than no. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you could talk about that for a, a whole other episode, I guess. But yeah, it's, it's worth keeping in mind that you know nothing is impossible. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> but having that American attitude a little bit more wouldn't do you any harm, I think. To be fair. I think, yeah, I think there, there's a lot to be said for you know, I like I remember going over there, and obviously it's design, and you know I had my design work, and you'd work away on it, and the big thing that really shocked me. Mm-hmm was like you would get up and somebody would say oh I really like your work and I'd be like oh you know oh, thanks oh do you think do you think yeah. and they'd say yeah come over and see my work it's brilliant <laughs> and I remember that being so unusual and I just I remember being confronted with that you know as this Irish girl over in America and I'm, I'm listening to this going mm-hmm. and then you see the person's work and you're like oh my god their yeah. work is really great yeah, yeah. <laughs> we are we're so conditioned i especially i think in northern ireland to be self-deprecating and it doesn't do us any favors <laughs> exactly. and i think i mean that's certainly one of the things that i teach at the minute you know it's you have to look at your work objectively if you want to talk about it and if you want to even when a lot of the things that the students you know get a bit nervous about is talking about money and talking about salaries and going in for that first job and being able to negotiate salary and that's one of the things that I would chat to them about and Mm -hmm. we'll do sort of 
portfolio technique and interview technique and things like that. But, you know, it is that exactly what you say. You know, there's this self-deprecation whereby, you know, oh, my word, I can't, I can't talk about this or mm-hmm. maybe my work's not good. But if, if you can't sell your own work, if you can't sell yourself, and I suppose you know, salary negotiation is is across every single industry. You've got to be able to walk into that room and know all your facts and figures, and and know how how valuable you are to that company, yeah. uh, and and be able to talk about it objectively and not get flustered and and, and just you know, there's all, we could talk about that on a on a yeah. Talk. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I guess it comes with age um and that leads me on to my next question uh have you found as you get older uh, and work with different people your your confidence has gotten better i think i had a, a baptism of fire um, <laughs> certainly from going over to the states i definitely learned very quickly you know you are your best ambassador and if you don't if you don't have belief in yourself you know you're just going to get walked over um, and, I, and I don't mean that in a bullish kind of way, but certainly understanding, you know, what your skill set is and that your skill set is very different than your personality. So you can be very good at something and you can talk about being good at something. It doesn't mean that you're full of yourself or yeah. you're full of your own self-importance. And those two aspects, again, in Ireland, in the UK, we don't really talk like that. No. So it's very difficult for people over here to kind of even broach that. Um, but I, I worked for about eight years in uh, Ireland's top uh, design agency and it was, you know, go hard or go home. So you had to go toe to toe, you know, and being female uh, and being blonde, you know, there's stereotypes that you know that are feeding into whenever somebody, a client meets you at the first the first instance and you, you've got to be able to handle that. Yeah. You know, so. I'd say as you get older, you get um, more resilient and have a little bit more grit. Mm-hmm. But unless you're putting in the work to still be really good at what you do, mm-hmm. there will be a there would be a there be an unbalanced equation sure. um, there. You know, you, you, you gotta your confidence comes, I think, from just being completely honest, completely true to what you do. Mm-hmm. So when when you know that you're working really hard and your work's on a good level. I think that builds confidence. So yeah, yeah, I suppose that comes with age and time. But I mean, there's people I know who are just out of university and they're oozing confidence and oozing. And that's a, that's a, I've seen that shift anyway. Just with younger people, they're just like even people starting and working that I work place I work. Uh, the younger people, I look at them and go, I would never have been like that. I would have been yeah. so scared in this environment. But. I think it's great. I I really do embrace it. I think it's. I think it's a fantastic way to be. I think, you know, if you program people to be very sort of worried and concerned and, you know, as somebody I, I've dealt with, um, I've worked in Childline for about, what, six years off and on and, mm-hmm. you know, listening to the kids and, and what they go through and, you know, it's there's so much that, that goes on and usually there's some part of it where they've been made to feel that they're not worthy mm-hmm. and yeah. and it usually comes down I hate to kind of oversimplify things but it does come down to love an mm-hmm. awful lot of the time mm-hmm. uh, and that sort of you know when you condition people to, to expect that then their life takes a certain direction yeah. and they don't see opportunities that other people who don't have that do mm-hmm. so yeah. I, will. I think it's very healthy for society mm-hmm. no no you're quite right that's cool thank you very much um, what um, adversity have you had to deal with being a woman is that kind of what you're saying being blonde and the people judge you a little bit before they um 
Hmm. Whether I would call that adversity, I think, you know, each person's different. Oh, actually, something that would be really interesting to, to hear your view on mm-hmm. was the, the, the girl who was, um, I can't remember whether it was Google now, she was uh, one of the SEOs and she dyed her hair uh, from blonde to being brunette mm-hmm. uh, to be taken more seriously. Oh, and I, I find that fascinating. Mm-hmm. I, find, I find it incredulous that somebody would need to change their outward aesthetic to be taken more seriously. I didn't know and, that, no, I didn't hear that. Yeah, story. and I, I thought that was interesting, and I, I watched the interview, and actually there were three blondes on the panel, and all three of them were immaculate, very high IQ, mm-hmm. and the thought of having to dye your hair to be taken seriously, I felt, and I would agree with the panelists, mm-hmm. you know, it, it almost says a lot more about that individual. Oh, yeah. Opposed to that as a as a way, I've never felt the need. I never felt sort of hard done by being female or being blonde. Not at all. I just continue. Yeah. You know, I, I'm very fortunate in that my safety net is my work. As long as my work is good, you know, yeah. I, I, don't, I it shouldn't matter what I look like. You know, so. it, it would be interesting to do it as an experiment, but I would never do it for that reason. No way. But no, just to I'm see, sure. like literally for a fly on the wall documentary, let's see what happens here when we do this. But not. I'd say um, I'd say opening up your own business in terms of adversity. I would say that. You gotta be. You gotta. You know. You gotta roll with the punches. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was, I was brand manager there for um, Allen Overy, which is the fifth biggest law firm in the world. Right. And I was over in London. I was doing some design work with the two heads, and I was interviewing them. And you know, the big thing that they kept ramming home was volatility is the new norm. Right. And they said this is right across the whole world. And we gotta accept it. We gotta accept there's gonna be fluctuations in currency values, there's gonna be fluctuations in technology, mm-hmm. in, in workplace. You know, this is the new norm because our society is changing. Yeah. And it will change for the better, but you know, it's like you, you gotta gotta uh, crack a few eggs to make an omelet. You know, mm-hmm. it, it has to happen. Um, so I think that being able to roll with the punches, being able to sort of go something, maybe a client drops off the radar and they haven't paid a bill mm. it's been you know having the, the the steps in place there to to deal with that and then continue on yeah. because when you do start your own business there are going to be times that are going to be difficult but it's building that support network around you of friends and family mm. of business mentors of people who can help you in, in in situations such as whatever you feel your weakness is which could be sure. finance it could sure. be accounts it could be anything mm-hmm. but those type of things, I think, is what put people off. I guess, as long as the passion is still outweighing all the, the difficulties and the challenges that you come up against, oh, it's, it's still a good yeah. thing. Where, where there's a will, there's a way, yeah. most definitely. Yeah. Everybody gets knockbacks, every single person in life. It wouldn't matter if you weren't starting your own business, if you were just in a, in a company, you're still going to get knockbacks if you go for a promotion. Uh-huh. You know, but if you just give up, you know, then you gotta, you know, you got to sort of look at it strategically and go, right, how do I get this? What do I want? Mm-hmm. You know, and I would always balance everything up with your life. Am I happy? Would sure. I be happier? And what is happiness to me? Is happiness actually spending more time with the kids mm-hmm. and and your partner? Or is happiness actually, you know, I would like to do a few more hours and I'd like to get more respect or more money. Yeah. yeah. And it's just back to that. Your own true beliefs, your core beliefs, if you're aligning with those, doesn't matter about anybody else for sure. Exactly. Exactly. And um, what would you say to people that want to go out on their own on their own in business? Do it. Do it. <laughs> Do it. Yeah. Yeah. I. Oh my word. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine working for somebody else now? <laughs> yeah, I could. You know, there, there's times where I get approached by clients and they've asked me, like, would you come and work with us for a couple of months? And yeah, you know, I'd happily do that. Not a problem. Mm-hmm. Within a company, you know, another design company. Yeah. You know, I could still see it happen, but mm-hmm. 
there's a certain freedom that you get, you know, when you own your own company um, or work for yourself or do freelance or that kind of thing. Any kind of uh, position where you are, you know, you are in control of your hours. Yeah. That that gives you a very different life than other mm-hmm. people. And I think I got a little bit scared at the start. I was a bit sort of, am I doing, you know, is this normal? Am I, am I okay? Yeah. But it's weird because you start to interact with a hugely different demographic. You, you're, you're meeting people that you would never have met if you yeah. worked in a nine to five. Mm-hmm. It just wouldn't happen. Sure. So what I would say is all those fears that you might have about starting your own business, just think of it as this is like, this is a door opening into this whole other room that mm-hmm. you would never have been able to see into if you had to stay where you were and there's loads of what I find as well is everybody is so supportive mm-hmm. when you start out on your own people who also either own their own business or know what it's like they all help each other yeah. and there's mm-hmm. loads of local communities for that if you want to you know if you want to work from home if you want to take your computer and work in a cafe there's loads of support out there as yeah. well yeah I, I think but, you've come across very supportive and encouraging to people listening <laughs> I'd say definitely don't go in blind. You know, you have yeah. to do your due diligence and, and go in with your eyes open. But mm-hmm. in terms of a life balance, in terms of, of that type of thing, oh, it's so worth it. It's so yeah. worth it. I love it. So just one more curveball question for you. Okay, I, I ask everyone this. Um, <laughs> if, if there was one piece of advice you could give to someone on building a better body, what would that be? And that's not necessarily a physical thing, literally uh-huh. just we Danny oh, Nugget. Me, yeah, definitely. Like, I mean, I think you, you know what I'll probably say here for me dealing with childline and everything else it's all about your mental health mm-hmm. you know I, I've met so many people in my life who have been through depression have been through suicide um whether it's affected them directly or it's a member of their family it's so important to be aware of your mental health mm-hmm. um, and just like your arm might be hurt and you go to the doctors and you get your arm fixed your head your brain everything about the way you think Absolutely. affects so much of your life Mm-hmm. It's so important just to keep that as important as your physical body yeah. and, and keeping that healthy and being active. Sure. Um, and also being able to cut away dead wood as mm-hmm. well from your life from that to keep your mental health. Mm-hmm. You know, ask yourself, if I'm doing the same thing over and over and over again in a certain group of people am I, and I'm not happy, yeah. well then why can I change that up? You know, is, is it going to make me happy staying in this situation? Because sometimes you, you really have to take the bull by the horns and you control your own happiness. You're responsible. And happiness is not a destination. It is, it is a choice. Yeah. You choose to be happy every single day and you go, do you know what? I'm going to be around people who are like myself and want this and want that. And, you know, and you build that all together. Yeah. Um, but certainly not being afraid to like say, do you know what? not really having a good day today I'd really like to talk to somebody mm-hmm. if you're going through anything anything at all that you feel you need a bit of help from I think slowly but surely we're getting to the stage where it's you know saying about mental health and talking about it I think it's starting to come to the fore a wee bit more you know yeah. more people are talking about it but as you know there's been loads of um, suicides in North Belfast here and it's mm-hmm. my heart breaks when I hear about it you know and it's um, you know these young guys who who just don't have anyone to talk to and they, yeah. and they don't have any kind of language to talk to them about. So, yeah. you know, it's all very well saying go and talk to somebody, but if somebody is not used to that, if the environment around them is quite toxic, sure. they don't have the words. So yeah. it's about getting out in the arena and, and making sure it's okay to yeah. say, you're like, I could really do with talking to you and telling you what's happening. Yeah, that's fantastic advice. You talked very well there. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so if anybody wants to connect with you or look at any of your work, where's the best place to find you on the websites? Well, usually the, the name of the company is, is quite memorable, I think, Dun and yes. Dusted Design. So yeah, just yep. go to dunanddustedesign.com. Um, and my name's Danny, so you can just send me a quick email if you want to ask for anything. But yeah, you know, um, I'm a big advocate for, you know, happy mental health, um, nutrition mm-hmm. and also design. So if anybody wants to get in touch about any of those, that's great. Brilliant. Awesome. Well, thanks very much, Danny. I have enjoyed talking to you today. Thank you, kiddo. All right. Cheers.